sing it, Sandra. If you have some questions in the corners of your Hello, good evening. It is a blessed Sunday evening, the last but one Sunday in the month of September. And your dial is on 97.3 City FM. The program is Bible and Some Man with Reverend Fred Mark Davis. I just can hope that your Sunday has been a fruitful one while I welcome you to this evening's time of conversation. Just gone by is the Rohi Church and would like to say kudos to Reverend Emmanuel Mefo. Last week, we had a wonderful conversation uh, with my studio panel. I um, uh, want to say good evening to Reverend Dr. Setri Nyomi. Uh, it was a wonderful time having you here and talking about disappointment and everything that goes with it. This evening we are going to veer into a subject that I'm sure concerns every one of us as long as we are still alive on earth. We have the breath of life in our nostrils and uh, we are able to move our limbs and do everything that God graces us to do as uh, Paul wrote and said we have everything that pertains to life and to godliness we'll be looking at the subject of destiny and God has been graceful enough to us and has brought to us a personality a resource person someone who has written a book that will uh, totally deal with the subject of destiny I'll be back shortly when I do, I'll introduce my studio guests and our conversation on destiny will begin. Please don't touch the dial as I come back shortly and we'll have a wonderful time. Just as we always do, uh, the WhatsApp line, Quiet Interactive, will be open because our program is very interactive. And this evening, we are also live on Facebook. Our Facebook address is www.facebook.com. Um, forward slash city na one uh, city nine seven three. Now city is spelled C I T I. Let me go over it again. www.cityfacebook.com forward slash city nine seven three. And our WhatsApp line is zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. When I come back. The conversation begins. Keep your dials locked up here. You're welcome back. Your dial is on 97.3 City FM. Straight away, we'll begin the conversation, but I'm sure we'll not be able to do that if I don't introduce and welcome my studio guest. He is, well, let me say he was trained as a chartered accountant while or at the same time an assistant pastor with the Calvary Baptist Church in Accra. Over there, he served between 1976 when I was a toddler all the way to 1991. In 1991, he started the Grace Chapel International and devoted his time fully to the ministry. His main ministry focus is that of a teacher of the Word of God, and he has a heart for missions. He's married to uh, Mama Laurentia, I should say, and they have been blessed with two sons and a daughter. 
who am I talking about? Reverend Wisdom Dafiamepo. Good evening, Papa, and you're welcome. Good evening, Bible man. <laughs> Bible answer man. Well, oh, okay. the Bible program answer, the program is called Bible answer man. I am <laughs> Reverend Fred McDavis, and for me, it's a humbling uh, op opportunity and privilege yeah. to be sitting in this big chair yeah. uh, where some time ago Mr. Samuel Atamensa himself used to sit. Um, Papa, how is the Grace Chapel, please? Well, Grace Chapel is doing fine. This morning we had a wonderful service and uh, we've been blessed. Uh, Grace Chapel is meeting as of now in about 70 locations. Wow. And so, uh, and at this time of the year, we have a program throughout the month of September. We meet every night uh, in prayer, fasting, waiting on the Lord. Uh, just trusting God to manifest His presence among us uh, in a great way. So things are going on very fine for us now. Papa, you sound very <laughs> fresh. Before we begin the conversation, yeah. I remember before we came here, I was telling you the first time I heard and saw you mm. was in 1991. Yeah, and I was surprised at that. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, I had just uh, joined the... Uh, Christian Action Faith Ministries, yeah. you know, at the time yeah. at the Diplomatic Bookshop, yeah. and you used to come there yeah. every now and then. And yeah. one evening we were on Wednesday evening yeah. service when um, I think it was um, today, Bishop Ben Anum, Benat Anum, who yeah. introduced you and you yeah. stood and gave us a wave. Yeah. But you look fresh. What's the <laughs> secret? <laughs> At that time, I think you should have been a, a teenager then. <laughs> Certainly. And I was just crossing from my teens into my 20s. Yes. And right now, I can see that your goatee <laughs> your, your is all white. I've developed white. Uh, well, you know, if you are... The Bible says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord, mm. even when they grow old, uh, they shall still be fruitful. Mm. And uh, the presence of the Lord, when you stay in the presence of the Lord mm. uh, continually, it refreshes you. Mm. Refreshes the presence you. of the Lord yeah. refreshes you. I guess yeah. David said, one thing have I desired of yeah. the Lord, and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the, in the house, house of the, of the Lord, Lord all the forever. days of my life yeah. to inquire in his temple and mm. to uh, behold his, his beauty. Yes. Yeah. Well, this evening we have a wonderful book you have authored. Mm. The title is Destiny, mm. Keys to Discovering and Fulfilling Your God-Given Purpose mm. in Life. Mm. I guess this word destiny uh, is something that has left a certain mystery around it. If yeah. you can just help us to demystify it. Mm. What is destiny? It is true that many people give different understandings and different interpretations to what destiny is. From my angle, I look at destiny as what you are doing every day. Every day, what is coming out of your life, so that at the end of your life, mm. when there is a, a sum total of what you have done, then we can look at you and say, that is the destiny you have lived. Mm. Now, I also believe that before we all came into this world, God has planned a destiny for us to fulfill. There is a purpose from God when he was bringing us individually, the seven billion people on the face of this planet. Mm. Each one of us, we came here 
with a God-planned destiny attached to our lives. But it so happens that it's not everybody who discovers that mm. God-given mm. purpose. And it's not everybody who lives to fulfill the purpose of God. Mm. So some people, or when I say destiny is a sum total of what you are living for, I can go on and classify it into two. That there is God's appointed destiny for your life. Okay. Or the destiny which you have chosen to live. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you classify uh, into two different into two. kinds. The, the kind of maybe something that uh, you allow to happen to you uh -huh. in um, total opposite to what God, God would have. appointed. Exactly. You got, you got me right. And that is what inspired my writing of this book. This book. Okay. One time when I was in my study or my devotion time, just reading and worshiping with the Lord, then I read what Paul said in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 mm. and 16. He said, God separated him mm. from his mother's womb to reveal his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, mm. in him. And for him to become a preacher and preach the gospel mm. to the Gentiles. Then all of a sudden, it's like something arrested me. And I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. Okay. Paul saying he was separated mm. from his mother's, mother's womb. This was the same Paul who, when the church started, he was going about destroying the church. Persecuting the Persecuting church. the Christians, the believers, because he didn't believe mm. that Jesus Christ uh, was of God. Mm. He didn't believe that's the way of God. He didn't believe that he was the son of God. He didn't believe that that was the way the Jewish people should worship God. Mm. So he persecuted the Christians. Actually, Acts chapter 8 verse 3 says, As for Paul. Mm. At that time, he was known as Saul. Saul, said, yeah. As for Saul, mm. Saul made havoc mm. of mm. the church. So how can now this Saul, who later became Paul, mm -hmm. write that God separated, separated him, him from his from mother's, his mother's womb? womb. Mm. So when he was born, all the growing up, or well, let me divide his life into two. The first part of his life, mm -hmm. He was destroying the church. Okay. Meanwhile, God's appointed destiny <laughs> for his life was to serve the church. The church. Yet it was the same the thing. He was at the first part of his life destroying, destroying. I mean, directing all his efforts and everything that was at his disposal exactly. to destroy. Well, dear listener, thank you very much. You kept your dial here on 97.3 City FM. The program is Bible Answer Man mm -hmm. with Reverend Fred McDavis. I've been blessed to have. Reverend Wisdom Dafia Mekpo, the visionaire, and um, uh, let me say the pastor. chief servant, okay, the pa pastor of Pastor Wisdom. Yeah, that's, pastor, that's how they call you yeah. over here of the Grace Bible. I mean, Grace Grace, uh, Chapel. Grace Chapel International. Mm. The very first chapter of the book mm. is captioned "Divine Encounters." lead to the destiny mm. and in the ver first very first presentation you have made is mm. that Paul at a certain point in time before he made the statement have a had an encounter mm. now when you say divine encounters lead to destiny mm. can you please expatiate on it a bit again using Paul as an example by divine encounter I simply mean that you will have an experience in this life where 
you you come face to face with God. You will meet God. You will see that God is telling you something, or you have come into contact with God. And when you have that experience, you don't remain the same. As for Paul, his was a very dramatic one. Uh, it was on the road to Damascus when Jesus personally confronted him. Uh, that, hey, you've been destroying my church for too long. Do you know what you are doing? You're kicking against the gods. And uh, Jesus did not only talk to him, but Jesus revealed his glory. And the glory, uh, the way Paul described the glory was that there was a light mm -hmm. shining from heaven, <clears throat> brighter than the sun. <laughs> and that light, you know, impacted him in such a way that he, he was on the horse. <clears throat> he fell down from the horse. He became blind immediately. He couldn't see again because the, not that Jesus wanted him blind, <laughs> but the light was so shining <clears throat> that he became blind. So for him, he had an encounter which was very dramatic. There were other people who also had uh, encounters with the Lord. If you take a person like uh, Zacchaeus, okay. he was just on the top of a tree. He wanted, to, there was a crowd. He also wanted to see, they said he heard a lot about this Jesus. Who is this Jesus? He just wanted to see him. Um. And then when Jesus was passing by, he stopped exactly where Zacchaeus was hanging in a tree. Okay. And so Jesus, to his surprise, delightful surprise, Jesus <laughs> called him. He called him by name. Mm. He says, Zacchaeus, come down. Today I'm coming to your house. I'm having lunch with you. Okay. So Jesus went with him to the house and mm. they had lunch together. Okay. For him, that was his encounter. He had an encounter with a person who yeah. came to his house, mm. had lunch with him, but mm. in the presence of Jesus, mm -hmm. so many things happened in his heart. Before the lunch ended, Zacchaeus said, Master, the people whom I have defrauded, mm. I will refund everything to them. Mm. Fourfold, four times four. Mm. And from that time, it's like Zacchaeus it's like he, he set up a, an NGO okay. <laughs> to help the poor. Yeah. Somebody who was overtaxing the poor, mm -hmm. collecting money from the poor, just having one lunch session with Jesus Christ, okay. you know, and that was his divine encounter. encounter. And after that, his life never remained the same. Mm. After that, his life never remained the same. Mm. So, um, Reverend, mm. divine encounters, how do I know that my encounter is divine? Now, for these two examples you've given concerning Paul and Zacchaeus, quite different from each other. Mm -hmm. Saul, who became mm -hmm. Paul, was on a, a horse um, I mean, towards Damascus. Mm -hmm. Zacchaeus was heard about Jesus <clears throat> and he just decided to go on a tree. Mm -hmm. Very normal encounters. How mm -hmm. did they become divine? Well, um, in the case of Zacchaeus, because Jesus, uh, he was just a man he met, but he was a son of God. Yeah. So he carried the presence of the Lord. Mm. So that made it divine. divine. No, so how do um, somebody listening to me now how? know that his encounter can is be, divine? Maybe be just divine. by listening. Yes. Yeah, but, but 
uh, divine encounters too can happen to anybody through the word of God. Okay. The word of God is so powerful, mm. so strong, so powerful. The way the word testifies to itself is it is quick, is sharper than a two-edged sword. It can discern between the two, uh, between the bone and the marrow. Have you eaten chicken before? Yeah, so many times. You know, the marrow <laughs> of the chicken is so delicious. Very, very. Uh, some shows it could be that, uh, quite uh, inviting, you yeah. know. <laughs> That even if it's a dinner with the Queen of England, uh, you'll find a way. You will find a way to to break that bone. <laughs> but you see, the Word of God doesn't have to break the bone mm. and eat with wrong uh, ethics. But it says it can separate mm. the marrow which is in the bone from the bone. bone that is how sharp uh, even a, a laser cannot mm. reach what the Word of God can do. Mm. So for some people. When they are hearing the word of God, God is there with them. The Holy Spirit is there with them, illustrating the word in their spirit. Mm. So for them at the same time, that is a divine encounter. For they them are, at the same are, time, that is a divine encounter. Let me come from this other angle mm -hmm. and see for those of our listeners who may also be thinking but have not been able to come through to ask. How mm -hmm. about if a certain encounter in life you had mm -hmm. was negative? Because reading the first chapter of the book where which we are looking at divine encounters lead to destiny, mm -hmm. you made an example of King Saul, the first king yeah. of um, Israel, the people of yeah. Israel, and all the events <coughs> that led for him to become yeah. their king. Yeah. His father's lost his daughter Monkeys, yeah. and he had to go on a wild goose chase yeah. now for some of us and our listeners who will classify their encounters are not as not too pleasant mm. not too good mm. you know in our own expectations mm. will a so to speak worse encounter does it have a way to become divine will a loss be part, exactly. of, part of the divine exactly. encounter because every human being cries over losses. Mm. Okay, that's a good example you gave. So for Saul, it was like missing donkeys. Yes. He was to go and find. Yes. And for three good days and three mm. nights, mm. they could not find it. And they were frustrated. It was, Saul was totally frustrated. And even as we are talking tonight and people are listening to us, there are some people whom life has become a frustration for. But through the frustrations in this life, God being God mm. has a way of leading us through the frustrations to do something in our heart mm. that after some time we can look back and say, ah, through that frustration, I began to seek the face of the Lord or the Lord revealed himself to me through this, which was a mm. loss. So what it is, is that God being God, he knows how to use the losses of the day. Mm. He knows how to use the frustrations of the day. Of our lives, yeah. Even when your boyfriend jilts you, that mm. is to the ladies listening to mm. you, or when your girlfriend leaves you <laughs> and you are there uh, totally at a loss, through that loss, God is able to bring your mind, your heart to see the, the void in your life. For you to see that without God coming into that vacuum in your life, 
life will not be be a contentment for you. Mm. So through frustrations, losses, negative experiences, God reveals himself to God us. God still well. reveals himself and makes our encounters with him, whether loss or pleasant, uh, make them divine for us to have encounters in destiny. Your dial is still on 97. Point three City FM. The program is Bible and Some Man with Reverend Fred McDavis. We are privileged to have Reverend Wisdom Dafiamekpo of Grace Chapel International, and we are talking on the subject destiny. A, a wonderful book he has written. Um, Rev Pastor Wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> In the book of Hebrews, chapter. 10 verse 7 the mm. bible says as it is written of me in the mm. volume of the books i have come to do, to your, do will. your will mm. O lord now destiny written mm. how do we live it how do we live it live how it? do we discover and get to know the meaning of what is written because you said when we began that you believe that um we we have come into this world because god has a destiny for us now mm. in that statement in the book of hebrews chapter uh, 10 verse 7 mm. jesus it is it was quoted of jesus that mm. i have come to do thy will O lord as mm. it is written mm. of me how mm. do i discover and understand what is written of me and be willing to live it first of all that's what my uh, 50 percent of my book is about so i'm encouraging you and encouraging all the beautiful listeners listening to us tonight uh that they should get a copy of the book mm. and the first uh half page or the f the first 50 percent of the book mm. uh, will address how you can discover your particular unique destiny mm. now one of the facts i made in the book strongly through various examples from the scriptures is that destiny god wires it in our hearts it's in wow. the heart because wow. all the examples i gave in, in the book first the book i have drawn lots of examples from mm. bi bible characters okay and of course with some of my own personal experiences yes. and the experiences of certain uh, very trusted friends mm. but uh, throughout all these experiences are presented in the books the heart the core of your being mm. your inner person is key to discovering the your heart your the destiny. core of your being your inner person yeah okay is is very key mm. to you coming to know what is god-given destiny in your life god, okay god puts it in your heart he wires your heart for it that's what he did for moses that is what, okay, let me use the example of Gideon, which okay. is very interesting. Because Gideon, at the time we presented him in the book, mm. he was living in a cave. He was uh, hiding, in hiding from the Midianites, which were chasing the Israelites. Okay, yes. So we can say, on the surface of it, Gideon is a coward. Yes. He's an afraid yes, man. Yes. From the outward look. From the outward look. In fact, look. not to take uh, the winds out of your sails, mm. somewhere in the concluding part of the first chapter where you have a vital conversation, the very last mm. paragraph says, finding one's yeah. destiny in life mm. has nothing to do with one's outward appearance. Yeah. Saul was described as 
uh, taller than everyone in Israel, charismatic mm. and good looking. Everyone <coughs> could see those outward qualities already, but it is the heart of a person that God sees and weighs. Mm. Therefore, we must conclude that the journey of the journey to discover our God-given destiny starts with discovering what goes on in, in your our heart. heart. Go ahead. Please. So with Saul's example, when Samuel met him, Samuel told him, Saul, meet me tomorrow. I will tell you what is in your heart. Mm. And mm. that is very revealing. And Saul himself, I'm sure he was surprised. That is the Saul who became the first king of Israel. Yes. Because what Yes, yes, the Saul who became the Saul, we can, yeah, we can we strike can the difference between, between yes. the two. What was on Saul's heart, this time I'm saying on Saul's, Saul's heart, heart yes. at that time was the missing donkeys. Yes, okay. He thought he was so, running so after missing... So there is something on your heart and there is also the thing in your, in your heart. heart. Okay. But the prophet met him and looked at him and the prophet said, I will tell you what is in your heart. In your heart, not what has been on your heart Not all what was on your heart. Mm. And Saul eventually led him to discover that leadership qualities mm. were wired in his heart. Mm. But mm. he didn't know. He was spending his time chasing donkeys. Donkeys, wow. Just like some people listening to me now. Wow. They are wow. chasing things which are far away from what God has wired in their heart. Go back to Gideon. Gideon was afraid of the Midianites and was in hiding. But when the angel of the Lord met him, and uh, he greeted him, he said, Mighty man of valor. And Gideon said, Whoa, why are you calling me mighty mm. man of valor? Look at what has happened to us. Then the angel said, Go in this your might. What might? And why, where was the might? Yeah. The might was inside him. Can I tell you about Gideon's story? He led 300 people to fight the Midianites who had 135,000 soldiers. Wow. Now, most Christians listening to me today, uh, they know the story very well. Yes. But uh, when you go through the Bible carefully, you realize that he went to that war yes. with 300, 300 people. people. The Midianites were 135,000 soldiers. soldiers. Just imagine the kind of courage and might in his heart. Mm. But he didn't know. At the time the angel met him, he was in hiding. In fact, Gideon was an intimidating force. Mm. If the way the war started, the Midianites themselves, they were already afraid of Gideon. Yeah. Two of them said, we had the dream. Dream. <laughs> and this mm -hmm. and that happened. They said, this dream is not about anything, oh, but, but it's about Gideon. Gideon, God wired him to intimidate mm. the opponents of, uh, of Israel. But he didn't know. He didn't know what was in his heart. Mm. He was hiding in a cave. And when God, uh, when he blew the trumpet first, mm. there were 32,000 volunteers which came to fight wow. alongside Yes, him. yes, at the beginning. So God began to prune them. <laughs> and that must be a frightening experience. Yes. First 22,000 people went, went away. By the first exam. Yeah, leaving 10,000 people. 
and then after that, 9,700. And you will be wondering, how can I go and fight with uh, 300 people? Against 135,000. But God that courage in If it were you, would you, uh, would you do that? Uh, we, 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 would you do we, that? We'll leave that for another program. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Your dial is still on 97.3 City FM. The program is Bible and Man. Our WhatsApp line is also open. You can still uh, send your WhatsApp comments, your questions and contributions via our WhatsApp line 054-998-6996. Pastor Wisdom, yeah. you mentioned it, um, so, um, Saul's encounter with Prophet Samuel. Mm. What does prophetic connection or, for example, using Saul and Samuel's relationship as our yardstick, what has that got to do with discovering our destiny when we have lived uh, our own destiny or okay let me say discovering god's destiny for yes. us uh, that is the only one example in the book where a prophet uh, helped saul to discover his uh, destiny mm. because at that time you know samuel was the one leading israel mm. god was using samuel to rule in Israel. Yeah. Then the Israelites came, they rose up against uh, Samuel's leadership. And that was um, largely attributable to the fact that Samuel, the prophet, yeah. his children didn't grow up mm. well. And mm. another amazing thing, that a great prophet like Samuel could not bring his children up, up. properly. Mm. So when he appointed them as priests, uh, to continue his dynasty, uh, the people of Israel rose Revolted, up. They yeah. said, no, 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 we want a king, a king over us. So God was going to give them the first king. Mm. And nobody knew how to become a king. And the prophet was there. So God used him because even before that time, he was the one through whom God was ruling in uh in Israel. Yeah. So God wanted the baton to pass from him to King Saul. So that is how come he as a prophet was used to reveal to Saul what mm. was in his heart. Yeah. And it was not only by saying that, oh, I see that you will become a leader. <laughs> I see you as a friend. No. The Bible said uh, Samuel took Saul. They spent the whole night together. Mm. They talked together. So obviously, Sam, uh, Samuel preached the word of God mm. to, uh, to Saul. Yeah. He brought the Saul up on the will of God, mm. the knowledge of God, because that was a major transition okay. from the theocratic rule through a prophet yes. to a king. Okay. So Samuel had to spend time with him, mm. teaching him the word of God not just a prophet who will appear before him and say, I see this, mm, I see mm, that, mm, I see this. Mm, no. mm. Thank you very much. Well, dear listener, your dial is still on 97.3 City FM. The program, as I said, is Bible Answer Man with Reverend Fred McDavis. We are having a conversation on a book, Reverend uh, Wisdom Dafia Mekpa of the Grace Chapel International have written, titled Destiny. You can still come through via WhatsApp line 054 998 
sex. Okay, uh, my producer is calling my attention to uh, some of our listeners who have come through already. <coughs> we have this comment from uh, Oko in Mamprobi, and Oko says, Hello, Reverend, I have a question. If destiny exists, then it means judgment day can't be fair because if the plan has already been set for you and you have no idea about it when you were born, how then do you get judged for something you have no knowledge of? Thanks, Oko. Um, uh, Reverend Wisdom, um, can you please respond to Oko from Mamprobi? Ah, my brother, Oko. I mean, even the answer is in your question already. First, <laughs> that is why we are saying that the destiny for you, the destiny from God for your life, you must discover it. Mm. It is written mm. before you came into this world, but you must discover it. It's okay. a responsibility. Find it out. And the Bible, the book of life, has given us the path to you discovering your destiny. In addition to that, God has prompted so many people, including me, yes. to write a, a book, book like this, like this yeah. to assist you discover your God-given destiny. But, but let me give you an answer straight away from the scriptures. Mm. Um, what you were talking about is what we call, some people refer to as predestination. Okay. But okay. the scripture says in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Listen, my friend, listen carefully. It says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame uh, before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. So the overarching destiny mm. for your life is for you to be adopted as a son mm. of God through Jesus Christ. I covered that in the book. Okay. And I went on to say the complementary aspect of that is that God has destined all of us that mm. when when we come into Jesus Christ and accept Jesus Christ and become the sons of God, we should also go on and be conformed to his image so that God's glory will be seen through your life. Mm -hmm. Now, if you take these two main points or themes uh, as something, as a goal for your life, mm -hmm. You will not be in the place where you will think judgment is not going to be fair <laughs> because your life on earth will be conformed to the Lord Jesus Christ already. It mm. is in him that you will be fulfilling your destiny in this life. Thank you very much. Uh, please, hope, please. Okay. One more thing. So anyone who does not come into the sonship of God is living outside of God's destiny. Mm. He wants all of us to come and be his sons. You know? So, if you are not his son, uh, you are out, you will live a destiny alright. But okay. that's not the destiny, destiny. God has uh, prepared for you. for you. You are living a life which is totally outside your God-appointed destiny. 
Thank you very much, Oko. I hope you have been answered. And this one is quite lengthy. Uh, it says, Good evening, men of God. Destiny cannot be taken out of the things of God. The children of God had to come to the reality of realities of destiny <coughs> when they were brought to the promised land. First, they were to fight the for the for land. the for the land. Secondly, they were to share the land through lots. This goes to confirm that it is not what you want that God gives to you. It is what God wants and has for you that you get in life. The tribes of Manasseh, Gad, and Reuben had their land secured on the side. The Levites had no land. The remaining tribes had their land through lots, not according to their preferences. When the Holy Spirit fell on the Gentiles, according to the council from Jerusalem, James declared the act in Acts chapter 15 verse 18 that destiny's, destiny was unavoidable. This is Uncle Ben from McCarthy Hill. Uh, this is not really a question. Uh, I think 90% of what uh, Uncle Ben is writing, uh, I think I largely uh, agreed with it. He said it is what God wants and has for you. Uh, but when he said that is what you get in life, mm -mm, that's mm. not automatic. Mm. That's not. Mm. There are people whom God has revealed destinies to, but they've chosen something else. Else, okay. Look, even the person Judas Iscariot, you know, yeah. even even after all that we know about, about him, him yeah. um, he had the opportunity to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. He moved with the Lord Jesus Christ for three and a half years. And Jesus told them, I think this was in Mark chapter 10, that they've been chosen uh, to be the representatives of the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm. But what did he choose for himself? He chose the 30 pieces of silver. Silver. Yeah. Okay, he yeah. chose the 30 pieces of silver. Somebody can dispute that, that for Judas, he doesn't have any option, but... Uh, he had it. He had, he had it. He, he made his it. choices. He, he had it. You know, my friend, you know, God calls us to repentance. Why does he call us to repentance? Repentance simply means turn away from the path on which you are traveling now and turn and embrace God. And when you embrace the path of God, then you will come into God-appointed destiny for your life. Thank you very much. Well, your the comments can still come through on WhatsApp line 054-998-6996. And while our listeners are coming through, Reverend mm. Wisdom, in the second chapter, you captioned it, Unraveling destiny, the mm. word and the spirit. Mm. Unraveling destiny. Yeah. I mean, demystifying <coughs> what uh, the thing about destiny is. Yeah. Or, and or pulling it out of out. your heart. How do you we unravel know. it through the word and the spirit? Oh, um, as we said earlier on, Samuel, even though he was a prophet, even though prophetically he said, uh, God told him that uh, Saul was the first king, was to be appointed or selected as king, and yet Samuel went on to share the word of God with him. Samuel had an all night with uh, Saul mm. just on the word of God. 
So uh, without the word of God, mm -hmm. without you getting to know what God has written for all of us, it will be difficult for you to, uh, to find your destiny. So mm -hmm. the word helped him. Secondly, the spirit. Um, Samuel asked for oil to be poured upon uh, upon Saul, Saul yeah. and the pouring of the oil was uh, representative of the Holy Spirit coming upon him. Mm. And what the Holy Spirit does is that it energizes, it gives more catalysm mm. to what God has deposited within you. Okay. You know, Saul had a lot of questions on what Samuel told him. Mm -hmm. But when the presence of the Spirit came upon him, he said, look, uh, do as the occasion demands. Okay. The Spirit of God will need you as the occasion demands. So you need the two forces of God, the Word of God and the Spirit of God to help you uh, know your destiny, have the confirmation of your destiny, and the Spirit will energize you, give you the grace to walk according to the destiny which God has, God has given you the you. word and the spirit two um, um, things that you will need to be able to unravel the destiny God has given you we'll be opening the phone lines dear listener uh, in about two minutes from now and then you cannot you can also come through with your questions and comments but while we get ready to open the phone lines Reverend Wisdom the a certain um, chapter, let me say, a certain paragraph rather, in chapter 2 catches my attention on this same subject of the word and the spirit. And it says, Samuel's words to Saul revealed that there were qualities, desires, and abilities deposited in the heart of Saul, which would uh, reveal his destiny as king over Israel. These things are deposited in the heart. Yeah. And it appears as if it is with our encounter in the word that only reveals it. Is it true? Our encounter, encounter in, the the, word in the word, yes. And the spirit. Okay. Yeah. I haven't left the spirit out. Okay. You need both the word and the spirit. To, to bring out to the unlock. qualities, the yeah. desires. Yeah. You know. Oh, okay. Let's break it down for our listeners. The word will help you know, but the spirit will give you the confirmation of what the word is revealing to you, mm. and the spirit will empower you, energize you to take the bold decision to walk according to the revealed destiny for your life. Okay, so with uh, between Samuel, Prophet Samuel, and Saul, what is it? Was a short time, wasn't it? Is it like a one night stand? <laughs> I don't like that phrase. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it wasn't just one night stand. I think their initial encounter should take place for over about two days. Okay. But after that, after that, after Saul went back home to meet the father and all that, Saul came back. Okay. Uh, with uh, with uh, Samuel, even before Saul assumed the throne. Very interesting, oh, mm. uh, Pastor Fred. It is written in the word that Samuel taught him how to be a king. Mm, the mm. protocols of a king. Yeah, the politicals. I, 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 I never saw that until I started writing the mm, book. Mm, mm. 
Mm. That even when death's destiny is written on the blackboard for you, you can see it on the board. Mm. You still need somebody. You need a continual fellowshipping with God in the Word. So that with a continual fellowship there, because destiny is a lifelong journey. Mm. You mm. live destiny throughout your whole life. And so you need constant feeding mm. on the Word of God or somebody uh, inspired by God continually fellowshipping with you, bringing you around the Word mm. of God mm. for you to continue. Once you are on Saul, you know Saul later on uh, did not do well. Yes, in fact, then I, was, I was waiting to, you know, get there. Well, but the phone lines, before we actually go where you're going, yeah. the phone lines are open, dear listener. Yeah. You can reach us via phone lines 0302 If you have any questions, you can come through while Pastor Wisdom still especiates on this subject of destiny. And while you were just about veering into the latter part of Saul's life, mm -hmm. if he was destined to be king, because I had actually <coughs> marked a certain portion in the book while I was reading it, mm -hmm. if he was destined to be a king, and he became a king, having had an having uh, when he had an encounter with Samuel the mm. prophet, was he destined to fail? No. Uh, when you discover your God-given destiny, you have to walk it. You have mm. to walk in it. God has given us a choice, mm. evolution. That's why the whole book is about destiny. That after the destiny is revealed to you, you still have to make the decision to live your life, to fulfill your destiny. Mm. Uh, because what happened to Saul was that, you know, Saul... Okay, um, uh, Reverend, before yeah. we go on, we have a listener on the, I mean, a caller on the line. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, hello, good evening. Good evening. Kindly tell us your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, please, my name is Jacob Anderson. I'm calling from Soto. Jacob Anderson from Sotom, you're welcome to Bible Answer Man to 97.3 City uh, FM. What's on your heart, please? Okay, well, first of all, let me just say that uh, this is a very sound teaching on, on the subject, destiny. But I wanted to know, is there a distinction between your destiny and your purpose in life? Are, are the two the same or there's a distinction? Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, <clears throat> So, my book is actually entitled, Destiny, Keys to Discovering and Fulfilling Your God-Given Purpose in Life. Mm. So, mm. God has a purpose for your life, and when you live according to God's purpose, then you have fulfilled His destiny. Mm. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome, yeah. Anderson from um, Sotom. I have Kwame on the line. Hello, Kwame. Yeah, Kwame. This is Kwame calling from Ashaman. Kwame from Ashaman. Welcome to City of Amen to Bible Answer Man. Yes, I was listening to the Reverend that uh, I'm quite confused about one thing. That's assuming I'm not a Christian and I'm a, I'm a king. Now I've accepted the Lord Jesus as my Savior. So does it mean that I have to leave my kingship? and follow the destiny that God has for me, or I can still be a king 
in the previous was the name. Maybe I'm a, I'm a Muslim. I can be a king in a Muslim. Now that I accepted Christ, I can reign as a king in Christ. Or I have to follow a new destiny. Okay, thank you very much, Kwame. Uh, so you, what he's asking is, uh, he's a Christian, or oh, well, he's not a Christian, and he was made, okay, go ahead, Rev. Yeah, he was made a king, and then he has become a Christian. Does it mean that you should leave the kingship? Um, with the kings in our land, the kings that we know, the kingship is usually mixed with, uh, with practices, which include uh, the worship of other gods, other deities, uh, which we call idols. Now, those idols, uh, the clay itself is just a clay, but there are demonic powers mm. which come to receive worship from them. And the worship of those demonic entities, that does not go well with God. God doesn't like it at all. So when you become a Christian, if you want to remain the king, then you have to tell your people that certain demonic practices, you will not engage in them. Mm -hmm. You will not do them. You will practice your Christianity while to the core. Then as a king, you are just made a leader. You are leading a group of people or a tribe of people. Mm. Oh yeah, you can give them good Christian leadership without getting yourself involved in the idol worship. But if you come from my area, my people, they won't allow you. <laughs> they won't allow you to say, hey, Christian, Christian, this is, mm. you, have to, you have to leave it for them all together and say, I have become a Christian. I can't do this sacrifice. I can't sacrifice this blood. I can't wake up at dawn and meet certain ghosts in mm. the night because mm. in my area that's what they do they, mm. even the very stool you sit upon as the stool during the occasions mm. those two those seats they have been dedicated to certain demonic entities and so let's say if i were in your situation i would buy my own chair mm. and say this is the chair i will sit on i will sit on this stool. And, mm. and by this time your people will say no then let's take another person as a king so what you do you abdicate you mm. leave you leave the uh, uh, the kingship for them you can still be in the community and provide leadership but somebody else will be a king in your place. That's mm. what I recommend. Mm. Thank you very much. We also have Charles on the line. Hello, Charles. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, Charles. So where are you calling from, please? Uh, I'm calling from Bowie Zero. Go ahead, Charles. What's on your heart, please? Yes. Um, I would uh, like to take this opportunity to also endorse the book on destiny. It's a book I have read myself, and um, it gave a good exposition on the subject of destiny for every man here on earth. And um, I just want to also use this opportunity to thank our Father, Reverend Wisdom, because there are a lot of insights in this book. So that's my submission, and uh, we salute the man of God in the studio. Thank you very much, Charles. Um, I have uh, another uh, WhatsApp comment here. How about when the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart? Was that his destiny, i.e. the, ch uh, i.e., okay, or he had a choice, okay? 
yeah, yeah. Another th that's another good question. Uh, before before God hardened his heart, Pharaoh made that choice to be somebody who would stand in the way of God. Remember. Uh, when Moses came to Pharaoh first and said, uh, the Lord said, let my people go. Do, do you remember the answer Pharaoh gave? He said, who is the Lord? Mm. You know, so somebody with that attitude, I know. Uh, so Pharaoh made the choice and it fitted God's purpose. Uh, you can also say that if it is God who hardened uh, his heart, uh, then that is his destiny. But those people in the Bible, they are very few, mm. very few. Pharaoh mm. is one whom you cannot really tell uh, wh wh whether it was his fault. Okay. But I can tell you from where I sit that he made a choice. Okay. To be uh, uh, disobedient. So at the end of the day, we wh while we have a destiny from God, we still have to make, make a, a choice. choice. Okay, okay, okay. And it, the choices uh, we One make. more thing, one more thing. Pharaoh could have repented. Okay. Pharaoh could have said, no, what we did to the children of Israel was not good. Hmm. We have enslaved them. And we were not grateful for what Joseph has done. done for us. And so we repent. Hey, okay. God Thank would you very embrace much. Pharaoh. Mm, mm. And Pharaoh wouldn't have. And Pharaoh had the choice to say, oh, please go. Okay. Please okay. go. But okay. he made the choice. Have you heard of another king called Cyrus? Cyrus yes. was not a believer, mm. but he made choices which fitted into into the things of God. Rav, we still have uh, quite a few people on okay. the line. Uh, Hello. Hello. Uh, kindly tell us your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, my name is Seth Bashir. I'm calling from Dakuman. Seth from Dakuman. You're welcome to Bible Answer Man. What's on your heart, please? Oh, thank you very much. In fact, uh, I have started reading Pastor's book, and it has really shaped my life. In fact, it has actually helped me to discover a lot of things, mystery about the Bible. I'm so grateful to the man of God, and uh, I, I'm a living testimony to what he has actually written in his book. I thank him very much, and I pray that many others will buy the book to also discover their destiny that God has for them. I'm so grateful. Pastor, God bless you. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, it's a book of about 160 pages, and, and many truths have been revealed uh, in the book. And uh, thank you for buying and reading. Thank you very much, um, Reverend. I have, okay, I guess this, uh, from my producer, this will be the last call. Hello? Hello. Uh, kindly reduce the volume on your, uh, either the television or whatever you're doing, the listening with, and then we'll be able to have conversation with you. Hello? Yeah, good evening. Tell us your name, where you're calling from, and do your submission quickly. My name is Ajay Gabriel. Can you see first life? I would like to thank our Father for fine wisdom for everything that He's done for us. 
Well, your, your radio set is giving us feedback or any gadget by which you're doing the listening is giving us feedback. Well, Reverend, time is always not a very wonderful ally when things are getting interesting. But how will you, in a few words, summarize uh, the conversation we have had? Because we haven't gotten anywhere at all. But in summary, and then we'll talk about where to get copies of the book. I think um, in summary, I will say what Paul wrote to his son Timothy at the end of his life. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. Mm. I have run the race. Mm. And now I can see that there is a crown, mm. the crown of righteousness which is uh, laid in store for me. And uh, this was at the time he was about to die. Mm. So somebody who has lived the God-appointed destiny when it is time for him to die, he's not afraid to die. Mm. He's mm. looking forward to making the transition because he knows that he has lived his life very well. He's fulfilled the purpose for which God has brought him into the world. So I'd like to tell our, all our listeners and viewers that it will be very worthwhile. You discover the God-given destiny for your life you, and you live it, you fulfill it, when the time comes for you to exit this mm. planet Earth, you will exit in glory. You will exit like Paul mm. exited. Mm. Thank you very much. Before you say a word of prayer for us, uh, let me first on my own behalf and mm. on behalf of my producer say a very big thank you for the copies you've given us. But where can we get copies of the book if we'd like to get some? Our female listeners, I'm sure, would like to. There are copies in Challenge Bookshop. Uh, so when you go to Challenge Bookshop, you can get a copy there. And this week we'll be placing some copies in Scripture Union Bookshop as well. Uh, those of you who get books from Amazon.com, mm -hmm. if you go to Amazon.com and type Destiny, Reverend Wisdom, uh, the book will pop up and you can buy from Amazon.com. Uh, then when you go to www.gracechapelint, Dot org. It will take you to the side where you can get a copy, or you call these numbers 050-462-5309. Let me give you three numbers, 020-200-1267, and uh, we'll make a copy available to you. We'll deliver a copy to you. Kindly say a word of prayer for our listeners, those who want to discover their God-given destiny, please. Father, I pray that the light which shone on Saul and he became Paul, the same light will shine upon everyone who tuned in to this station at this time and listened to this discourse on destiny. And from your light, let there come forth a revelation of what is their destiny in life. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. And a big amen to that Reverend Wisdom Dafiamupa of Grace Chapel International. Thank you very much for coming through well. Uh, I am Reverend Fred McDavis, my producer, always and very committed at that. Reverend Mauli Chikata, uh, technical assistance had come from uh, Theo.
And uh, as we leave here, the Writers Project will follow later on. The uh, Jojo Bediako will be coming your way with Beauty for Ashes. I'm sure you're getting yourself ready for the biggest all night come Friday on the 27th of December at the Assemblies of God, Evangel Assemblies of God, opposite the Avenida Hotel on the Kojo Thompson Road. Tomorrow morning, God giving us grace. Early in the morning, we'll be here for This Is Your Day, and we'll talk more about the all night. God bless you. Do have a wonderful time. Reverend Fred McDavis. Yeah.